Reality is the state of being you create for yourself as a result of the lessons, the feelings, and the thoughts you bring with you from the past into the present. Hey, you're listening to the Love Lasting Podcast. My name's Jen, and I can't wait for us to talk about all the things, from a new recipe I tried for supper last night, to how I unknowingly let the world dictate my life. I hope you hit that subscribe button to join me every week and be sure to check out the show notes for a special link to my free private Facebook group where we can continue each conversation. But for now, let's dive right into today's episode because you're here for a reason and I'm determined to deliver whatever message your heart came for. Let's go. Hello and welcome back. It's so hard for me to believe that today is the last day of February. I'm still over here trying to figure out what happened to January and now February is over too. It's so wild because I feel like I blinked and two months went by. Anyway, so the other day I was thinking back to when I first launched this podcast back in November, November 11th, 11-11, and I remember not knowing exactly what I wanted to talk about on the show. But I knew I had a lot to say. I knew that I wanted to talk about the stuff that I've been working through and the stuff I felt was important for my kids to hear when they're older or as they were getting older. And I wanted them to hear it straight from my mouth and in my voice so they could always feel connected to me or like they could talk to me. I wanted to tell them stories as I was going through them instead of 10 to 20 years from now when they're at the stage in their life that I'm in today. Because as a child, you see your parents very differently than you do when you become an adult. And so I thought it would be so powerful for my kids to feel like they're growing up with me. I will always be their mom. But I know that eventually they'll be living their own lives and I won't always be around to intervene in situations I'm uncomfortable with. I won't always be present to decide the type of people they'll be surrounded by. And I get it. When you spend your entire life listening to your parents and following their rules, one of the best parts about becoming an adult is feeling like you have that freedom to finally make your own decisions. And so it's not that I want my kids to have to quote unquote, listen to me when they're older, but I do want them to hear my words, feel my love and listen to the response or solution or idea their own heart comes up with after hearing me speak. So here we are. 17 episodes in and I feel like I'm being called to change things up a little. So I've decided to make this episode like a wrap up to I guess season one (laughs) but I'm gonna launch season two tomorrow because it's March 1st and apparently that means Venus and Jupiter will be really close to each other and have some kind of cosmic party 
when planets, in this case Venus, the planet of love and beauty, and Jupiter, the planet of growth and abundance, get together for some celestial shenanigans, it's called a conjunction. But just to be clear, I'm not an expert. I'm about to start a section in one of the courses I'm taking that has to do with astrology, but I'm brand spanking new to it. I'm like in preschool when it comes to this stuff. But some of the real deal astrology peeps compare a Venus and Jupiter conjunction to winning the lottery in love, relationships, finances, and creativity. So it's supposed to be a really good launch day for new creations, which is why I've decided to launch season two tomorrow, March 1st. Will it make a difference? I have no idea. (laughs) But there's something so exciting and oddly therapeutic about sinking your life with the behavior of these huge, beautiful celestial bodies and stars. And moving into season two, I just feel called to talk about all the new stuff I've been learning, like astrology, cyclical living, businesses, wolves, herbs, like all the things. Season one was more like getting to know myself, I guess. Mindset stuff, taking you guys with me on this journey of growth and discovery. I have no idea what's going to come up in season two, but I am so excited. I just want to include more talk about the different modalities, I guess, that I've discovered as I learn more about them. I want to talk about the systems and practices I learned that just make sense to me and have helped me kind of navigate through some things about myself that I couldn't quite understand. I've learned to recognize patterns in my behavior how I think, how I feel, why I feel or think the way I do. And I've also learned to walk myself through emotions or situations I would typically avoid. I got really good at avoiding or ignoring things, people, situations, conversations, pretty much anything that could potentially cause some form of conflict or make me feel uncomfortable. But the problem when you avoid things is that they're still always there. They still exist. They don't go anywhere. And for a long time, I was able to somewhat avoid my problems, avoid the stuff that made me feel uneasy or the stuff that made me feel uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, I just ended up doing myself a disservice. I led myself down a path of self-destruction for no good reason other than I was scared. Scared of feeling something I didn't want to feel. Scared of doing something I didn't want to do. Scared of hearing something I didn't want to hear. Until one day, it just kind of hit me. The only way to get rid of darkness is to shine light on it. Your light. And so I spent a lot of time, I still spend a lot of time confronting things that used to scare me. Sometimes all it takes is to look directly at the thing that scares you for you to realize it's actually not that scary. And one of the things I personally realized is that the thing I was scared of or one thing I was scared of was trusting myself. I didn't trust myself to know what to do. I didn't trust myself to be able to not crack 
under the pressure. How could I possibly trust myself if I spent my life listening and trusting what other people told me to do or think? I kept showing up in life to win instead of showing up to learn. The problem was I didn't trust myself to win against my emotions. I always felt like I was going to spiral downwards when confronted by them. I was under the impression that those feelings, those situations were coming to take me down. When in reality, they were coming to let me know that something was off and needed my attention. But instead of giving it my attention, I would do the opposite. I would take all the unnecessary baggage with me into the future. In truth, I wasn't even aware that I had an option to leave it behind. You know that saying, this is a nightmare or what a nightmare. What would you say is the opposite of that or the opposite to that? Living your dream, dream come true maybe. So then what would you define reality as? I asked myself that question, and to my own surprise, I didn't even really know. Literally, the only thing that came to my mind was that reality is real life. So I googled it, and Google said it was the world or the state of things as they actually exist. Boring. I wasn't satisfied. What I really wanted to know was how reality was created. I knew that a nightmare could be created by something I was afraid of. I knew a dream could be created by something I was maybe longing for or hoping for. So what could create reality? What would cause someone to say, this is my reality? I tried to describe what my reality was. Again, I was surprised that it was actually a little challenging to come up with an answer. The thoughts that came to my mind were, okay, well, in my reality, I have three kids, I like to dance, and I'm not even going to continue down this list because my answers just felt so, I don't know, textbookish. I started to realize that reality isn't necessarily physical like I allowed myself to believe. Reality is the state of being you create for yourself as a result of the lessons, the feelings, and the thoughts you bring with you from the past into the present, whether we like it or not. And trust me, I'm the girl who likes to stand in my power and preach that I don't live in the past and that the past doesn't define me. But it kind of does, right? (laughs) The beliefs you take with you from the past into the future definitely define you. They definitely directly affect how you choose to move forward in your life or maybe why you can't move forward. This is why there are so many people who preach about how important your thoughts are. There are so many thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that are just so ingrained into us that we've pretty much embodied. They've become a part of us and we don't always realize it. Kind of like breathing. Humor me here for a second. I want you to focus on consciously breathing in and out. Be aware of your breath and its speed. Because we can be conscious 
that we are breathing. We can adjust the speed of our breath. We can decide when to breathe in and let it go. But if you stop to really think about it, you don't make the decision to inhale and exhale every single time you do it. So would you say that in those cases, you're breathing? Or would you say that you're being breathed? I think that all of us have behavior and thought patterns that we aren't even aware of. It could be something as simple as the side of the bed we choose to sleep on or something as deep as overhearing a group of kids call you ugly when you're young and growing up believing that they were right and allowing that thought to be carried into your adult years unknowingly. Then you get people feeling like they need plastic surgery or extensive makeup to look and feel beautiful, to feel confident in their bodies, in their skin. When in reality, confidence doesn't appear when you change the things you don't like about yourself. Confidence appears when you debunk the story that caused you to believe there was anything you needed to change in the first place. Your thoughts can either create a residual income or act as a bill that automatically withdraws from your happiness each day. Your emotions are your navigational system. They aren't there to be feared. They're there to be used. They're a tool to help you, not to compete with you. Our brain constructs the reality we experience. Our feelings are a result or reflection of any information that was processed by our brain. If we spend some time getting to know ourselves and exploring the ways in which our brains interpret and make sense of the world around us, we can become better critical thinkers and develop greater empathy for others. We can begin to recognize patterns. What we perceive as objective truth is actually subjective interpretation based on our individual experiences and biases. This doesn't mean we have to doubt everything we experience through our senses, but that we should approach life with an open mind and be aware of potential blind spots in our perception. By approaching life in this way, we embrace the complexity of it with curiosity and with love, allowing us to move forward in the direction we actually want to go. If you take away one thing, from today's episode, I hope it's this. The one thing that makes the biggest difference in determining the direction you want to go is the thoughts, the beliefs, the ideas about yourself and the floating planet we live on. If you want to change directions, all you got to do is begin by changing your thoughts. That's all I got for now. Tomorrow we move into season two and I just want to say that I am so honored and thankful and happy that you choose to show up and spend some of your valuable time with me. I truly hope you resonate with the things that I say and I would love it if you could head over to Apple Podcasts or to Spotify and leave a review to make it easier for other people to find the show. I love you to the moon and back. All of you.